Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph of csjoseph.life doing another episode for season 22. Uh, I believe this is episode uh, 6. What are the cognitive transitions of an ESFP? And uh, we've been going over the cognitive transitions and how they impact the four sides of the mind with each of the 16 types. The reason why I'm doing this is trying to uh, get people to be more familiar with the four sides of the mind uh, for each of the individual 16 types and uh, about their uh, various transitions. The way transitions work mechanically, just doing a little bit of review here, guys, and we're going to get into the lecture, uh, is that you can transition in a chaotic manner or an orderly manner. Uh, so, like, imagine taking a huge bottle of water and then you're emptying it into another bottle of water and... Uh, comes out very chaotically because there's not enough air inside the uh, bigger bottle and then once air gets in it just comes out like nice and smooth after time is going on and that's basically how cognitive transitions work if your brain is four fields in a uh, you know with irrigation you know on a farm basically and then uh, each of the four sides represents one of the four fields the irrigation network for water that you have that water uh, is basically separated amongst all four uh, fields, basically, when you're watering your fields, and you can choose which side of the mines, uh, potentially all of them or some of them, which ones are irrigated, which ones are not. And if there's a lot of pressure uh, of that, you know, behind that water to get that water into the new field, it can go in pretty chaotically. It's like it's forced, right? So it's like a forced cognitive transition, and that's usually as a result of irresponsibility or fear or worry, etc., or uh, dread or uh, hatred, etc. And uh, you know that's basically how how that works. And you know when it comes to irresponsibility, that's attached to uh, the first gateway. Fear is attached to the second gateway. Worry is attached to the uh, third gateway, and hatred is attached to the final uh, gateway which are the gateways of the uh, giving access to each of the four sides of the mind. And those are the chaotic uh, gateways, the chaotic ways of the four sides of the mind. But if you can, over time, use them, learn how to use them in a you know responsible or orderly manner because order determines outcome, you end up turning that into uh, responsibility. Uh, you turn it into, um, instead of fear, you know, you have faith or you're not afraid, or it's courage, like it's courageous. Uh, instead of worry, um, you know, you have certainty instead of worry, which is which is also really, really powerful uh, to have. And then also instead of hatred, you have love. And that's ultimately what the cognitive transitions are for within each person's cognitive development. More on that in season 19. If you haven't watched season 19 yet and learn about how to become the best you <coughs> for your type, <coughs> wow, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, kind of losing my voice right now. Um, if you haven't seen uh, season 19 yet or interact with that content, I highly recommend it. <coughs> and uh, it's available to you uh, at csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. We have like a huge menu of what all of our private content is. And uh, just subscribe at whatever level uh, seems to benefit you the most. And you'll have access to that pretty easily. I mean, you can treat it like HBO if you want to subscribe for one month, binge watch everything, and then, you know, unsubscribe if you uh, so desire, you know, so, uh, or, I mean, I think Netflix can do something similar, but, you know, it is what it is. But the bottom line is, uh, with 
with all that being said, uh, you know, cognitive transitions, uh, you know, that's generally how they mechanically work. Um, and it's just trying to, you know, mature with yourself because remember, everyone's on the path of cognitive integration, which is uh, another form of enlightenment. But we're not going to talk about that. That's for season 19 and how to become the best you. We're just going to talk about what happens with the cognitive transitions themselves. Uh, so, uh, so a little bit of review, an ESFP is also known as the dualist, um, and uh, we're gonna actually talk a little bit about why they're called the dualist here in a second, and it's really fogging up in here, holy smokes, let's get some uh, defrost going on, I don't know why it's all foggy in here all of a sudden, maybe it's because I'm talking so much, and uh, it's heating things up in here. Um, but uh, when it comes to uh, ESFPs, uh, their communication style, aka interaction style, uh, they are uh, informative, which is implicit language, or everything they say is usually implied. It's not so direct. It's very indirect, very beating around the bush. Uh, they are initiating, so they like going to other people to interact. They don't necessarily need people to come to them or prefer people to come to them. They like going to other people to get things started. They're very movement-oriented, which they're focused on progression. They're not focused on the outcome. A movement person values the journey over the goal. <coughs> Excuse me, gosh. Hmm. Wow. Seems my uh, my affliction is uh, a little a uh, little bit out today. It's mostly because I didn't get up get much sleep because I'm driving to pick up my children this morning and I've been like <clears throat> pretty ill when I don't get sleep and I didn't get much sleep. So getting uh, getting better though. I'm uh, definitely. Uh, to be, uh, you know, treated for that, so it's not a problem. So anyway, uh, that being said, um, so cognitive transitions, so yeah, they're for initiating movement also, you know, or implicit, uh, you know, versus progression as well. Uh, and then their temperament, they're known as the artisans, uh, their SPs, SP types, uh, freedom-based creators, uh, all about living in the moment, not really aware of the consequences of their actions at all. So ESFPs interact with life as like this journey to figure out causality, cause and effect. And because they're on this journey of cause and effect, they end up stumbling upon the truth, they end up stumbling on the facts, even though they don't know what the truth is, they don't know what the facts are because they have TI Trickster. It's more they're just stumbling upon it. And, uh, and then as a result of that, they're very pragmatic and that's what helps assist them in stumbling upon that truth because they're willing to do what works, not necessarily what people consider is the right thing to do. Um, it's all about doing what works. <clears throat> and then, uh, based on that, they also, uh, you know, I might need to get some water. Oh, man, I, oh, there's my straw. Cool. I'm gonna get some water here in a second. So I, uh, punch it right through this nice uh, thing of water that I got myself. Yep. There we go. And focus on driving. LOL. Um, so yeah, they're, they're very pragmatic. They're also concrete. They focus on the what is. They focus on the real. They focus on the, 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 tan the, the tangible. Um, and then they're also very interest-based. They're always aware of what they get out of a situation, not necessarily what somebody else gets out of a situation. And that's kind of their primary focus um, in life, uh, as it were. 
so yeah that's any sfp that's how you find them on the type grid um and then uh and their quadra is known as the wayfarers wayfarers are all about people who need to have the freedom to perform and pursue perform for the sake of treasure or pursue treasure sort of like treasure hunters and then they need also the freedom to decide who they get to share it with etc uh, their treasure uh, treasure is very important to them but you know an amateur or a depraved or you know a, a, a wayfarer who's more focused on the expedient instead of the meaningful they're kind of more willing to steal treasure instead of earn it for themselves and that's how you know the difference between a good wayfarer or a bad wayfarer is a wayfarer who's willing to earn it and not steal it etc so just keep an eye on that uh, in terms of wayfarers and and I say that because, like, a lot of people got really, really mad over my Wayfair uh, lecture with the Quadras. But, I mean, let's be honest, like, treasure is great. But what I'm not going to, like, go on and on for, like, 20 minutes explaining how great treasure is. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Most people don't realize that Wayfarers have a tendency to steal things that uh, they haven't exactly earned. And I've seen it multiple times. I used to work for an ENTJ, and <clears throat> I'd watch them steal from people, steal their ideas, steal everything from them. Uh, I, I'd see that happen all the t all the, all the time. You'd even try to put me up to it as well, and then my own inner wayfarer, my INTJ shadow, would be complicit with that uh, as well. And ultimately, I just decided that, that was not a way I wanted to go. So I'm glad that uh, I've kind of moved on, you know, from that behavior uh, when I was more of a man-child in those days. But anyway, so um, back to ESFPs, uh, also known as the dualists. Now, dualism, why are they dualists? Well, okay, so the ESTP, they're known as the gladiator. ESFPs, they gladiate kind of like ESTPs do, except it's more of, uh, it's not really about, you know, strength and finding strength of character and building character up, and that's why they gladiate, that's why they create conflict. Conflict with an ESFP is they, they create chaos, they create conflict specifically to test out uh, ideas, um, you know, whereas uh, whereas the ESTP is challenging social rules and social norms and uh, figuring out structural integrity, etc. I guess you could say like the ESFP is testing the integrity of ideas uh, because it's like they're constantly with their teen child in this uh, area where they're like, okay, hey, how do you know that? So how do you know that? And because they're constantly questioning, how do you know that? How do you know that? Uh, they're they're like this duelist. They're like a, a swashbuckler with this uh, sword, trying to figure out with themselves. It's like, okay, is this is this actually factual right now? Is this the truth? Because they know, and they try to make sure other people don't know this about them for some reason. ESFPs know that they don't know, and they're trying to hide it from other people. So they put up this smoke screen. They put up this perception. That they, that they want to look smart so people would be willing to engage with them. People would actually want to have shared experiences with the ESFP, and the ESFP for some reason believes it's it's all about you know them being smart. You know, and it's also interesting too because since they're expert sensing heroes, they lack the patience to sit down oftentimes and actually read, which makes them even more makes them feel or believe even more that they're stupid or lacking in intelligence when compared to other people. The problem is, is that that's absolutely false. It is 100% false. I'm sorry, ESFPs, but guess what? You guys actually can be really brilliant as long as you apply yourself. The thing is, is that ESFPs don't really know where to apply themselves 
because of their NI inferior and they're always afraid of making the wrong choice. They end up having to try everything and they don't know the consequences of their actions. So not only do they not know the truth, but they also don't know the consequences of their actions. So they just end up becoming in this endless loop of starting and restarting and starting and restarting over and over and over, much to their own chagrin and the chagrin of people around them. And that can cause a huge problem. It's one of the biggest struggles in their life. However, if for some reason, through learning those lessons, through learning those negative uh, reactions, those negative consequences uh, the, the, of the causes that they do, the negative effects of the causes that their SE hero puts forward, eventually their introverted sensing uh, nemesis or villain, basically, uh, will come into play. And that nemesis uh, will eventually turn into an ally where they will be self-disciplined enough to actually spend time reading. If an ESFP reads books, they become brilliant. Brilliant enough to join Mensa, for example. They can, their TE child can see all the connections. And especially when it comes to numbers and mathematics, I, I know a lot of um, uh, really good physics professors, uh, scientists, etc. Brilliant fellows. And uh, they're INTJ subconscious focused ESFPs because they develop the self-discipline necessary to actually read. And they haven't really often considered, uh, you know, that, that standpoint, you know, and, uh, and whatnot, because it's like, well, sitting down and reading is boring. Like, okay, yeah, it may be boring, but then you're going to be smart than everyone else. And then you don't have to be like pretending that you're smart than everyone else. And everyone can easily tell when you're pretending and knowing that you're insecure about it. And then no one wants to have shared experiences with you. And then you're like the most forgetful person ever. Is that what you want? ESFPs? You want to be the most forgetful person ever? Do you want anyone to like, you know, do you want to be abandoned consistently? Well, then, then have the patience to start reading, right? So anyway, that's why they're known as dualists because they're trying to, you know, figure out the why and not necessarily the how because they usually know the how, but they need to know the why. They need to know the truth behind things and that's some of the struggles that they have. And these struggles are actually displayed throughout the four sides of the mind for the dualist, which... Um, ESFP ego, their shadow is the ranger, or excuse me, their subconscious is the ranger, aka the INTJ, and then they have uh, their ISFJ or the knight uh, as an unconscious, and then their superego is yours truly, the rogue. And their roguish behavior can be like a very serious, uh, chaotic, neutral, hey, you know, I'm going to save your life today, but I'm going to steal your car tomorrow kind of, uh, you know, issue when it comes to ESFPs. And ESFPs can often get to that point because, you know, their FI parent will get in there and then they just start believing all of a sudden that they deserve things that they don't actually deserve. And this is one of the reasons why they end up stealing from other people. That ENTP uh, shadow, like, can be a serious klepto, let's be honest. And not only are they, they stealing physical items, but they can also end up stealing uh, ideas and, and uh, passing them off as their own because they have that need, uh, that need to uh, have that perception that they're smart. This is why oftentimes ESFPs struggle with plagiarism. It's actually very, very common with ESFPs, especially in schooling. I, I've watched so many ESFPs be cheaters in, uh, in academics because they're just using their awareness of putting up that perception of looking smart and then they end up passing off other people's work as their own so that they can take credit for other people's work. This happens all the time. 
it's because they want to have the reputation of being smart and intelligent, even though they know deep down they're really not, and they're just trying to make it look like they are. But this is kind of often, you know, what most FITE users actually do. But an ESFP can avoid this as long as they actually invest time and have the self-discipline to read, or at least do audiobooks and whatnot. It's absolutely important. Because honestly, if they're doing the research and they could figure, and then they compare research to one another, then they realize, okay, well, the research is not lying to me. This is more accurate. Or if they, or if there's numbers attached to it, then they're like, okay, well, hold on, numbers don't lie. I mean, even ESFPs and probably ESFPs out of all the 16 types recognize that the ultimate language of the universe is numbers, <clears throat> and we know the universe is infinite because we can count to infinity. I mean, we can't count to infinity. We know that numbers can go on forever, and that's how we know that the universe can go on forever. It's based off of that logic alone, right? And we are potentially unlimited. You know, we have the choice to make ourselves unlimited if we want to, because we are the only ones putting limits on ourselves. It's going to get to the point where death won't limit us anymore, you know, especially if you consider uh, Genesis chapter 11, verse uh, uh, verse 6, which is like, if it's one people uh, who come together and speak the same language, if they can accomplish this, this being the Tower of Babel, then they can accomplish anything. Nothing that their hearts set out to do will be impossible for them, right? And uh, which means humanity is unlimited. And, you know, ESFPs, you know, naturally understand that there is an unlimited capability. They just don't know how. They just don't know why. Well, they kind of discover how pretty quickly they're SE hero, but they don't have the why. And the why comes from expert intuition, which is their superego demon function. And that's not, you know, very helpful for them. So based on that, like, well, they need to kind of, you know, define it a little bit more, but they're not going to know unless they're in this, like, invisible plane uh, where they, that goes on forever and they have all these giant balls that they get to balance on this plane and just see what happens. They have to kind of end up treating uh, life like this playground of cause and effect to be able to figure out, okay, what's going to happen if I do this? I'm going to make this decision just to see what happens, right? Because they don't actually truly know the consequences of their own actions. And only through gaining life experience and through reading will they be able to start to understand those consequences. And then as a result, they'll be able to experiment their way into discovering truth. That's the whole point. That's basically the ESFP's purpose, other than obviously, you know, performing for everybody. Uh, because they do it through performance. That's why they perform, because they're trying new things just to see what their audience, how their audience will change, or what will the effect be, what will be the consequence on people's reactions outside of their behavior. And they're very concrete about this, and they interact with the physical environment as a result. So anyway... Let's talk about the first gateway and, uh, and with, with cognitive transitions. And the first gateway is <clears throat> their hero function. It's where they learn about responsibility. And, uh, but the, uh, the first gateway, you know, has been given to them. It's basically a freebie and whatnot. And they could be chaotic or, uh, or orderly with it. And a chaotic transition uh, into, um, into the ego uh, with, the, with the hero function being the first gateway is really all about irresponsibility. And I guess that makes sense because ch children are irresponsible. Then as they get older, they're able to develop their sense of responsibility. And uh, as a result, their hero is able to be a lot more successful and they're able to actually, you know, make things happen with their expert sensing hero. They're able to basically bend reality to their will. They're like a giant whirlwind or a hurricane of a person 
and uh, they need someone with high introverted sensing to be able to weather their storm, basically. Uh, because oftentimes, you know, ESFPs have to deal with the fact that they push other people away, and that's not necessarily the most uh, appropriate thing for them or the best thing for them, etc. Gosh, I'm really liking this app. I hope uh, I hope the sound is good on this app. I got a new uh, filming app for my phone, and I've just been playing with it recently. It's called Filmic Pro, and honestly, I'm glad I dropped the $15, $20 on this application because it's it's amazing. I'm I'm super happy about this and. And tell me, tell me guys how like the actual video comes out because I'm filming this at uh, 720p at 60 frames a second and I want to know if this, uh, and if the sound is coming through. I'm not doing any, um, any microphone or anything. I'm just trying to do just my phone and, and see how it works out. So make sure you guys let me know in the comments below. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, you could, uh, so the, the ego itself, when it comes to the first gateway, you know, you're given it by default, obviously, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're born and you start developing your persona. The thing is, though, is that it starts off irresponsible, then you need to figure out how to, you know, become more responsible, but the ESFP ego, like I said, is just trying to find out causality, but... So, beyond that, though, then we have the second gateway, and the second gateway is also, it's about, it's about fear, uh, you know, it, it starts out, it's, it's really afraid, it's where a person's insecurity is, and this is why ESFPs have such a hard time having their freedom of choice taken away. If you take away an ESFP's freedom of choice, they're going to become very violent, and eventually it'll actually develop hatred towards you because you're taking away their choice, and that's not really appropriate. They have a really, really hard time in that situation, you know. Especially like like if you, if you can imagine you know an ESFP because they're so aware of the perception they give off other people, they've said things to, to the people closest to them to maintain that perception of like you know I'm an intelligent person or you need to think certain things about me, and it's all part of that perception that they give off and they're managing the expectations and the perceptions of people around them, around them. But when a third party comes along and starts exposing those things then they start demanding loyalty of the, from those people around them because their perception is not exactly uh, matching the reality of who they are. <clears throat> and because of that, they realize their freedom of choice is being threatened because those perceptions that the ESFP has put up, the dualist has put up around other people, uh, is what actually gives them their freedom of choice. So they end up controlling and being the gatekeeper over what other people around them know and you know, holding on to certain pieces of knowledge because if everybody had the entire picture, then people would naturally start taking away the ESFP's freedom of choice because they'll realize the ESFP doesn't actually know what they're talking about. Therefore, the ESFP is not as trusted. Therefore, the ESFP is not able to actually you know, uh, have freedom of choice because that lack of trust removes choices or authority uh, from, it uh, takes the authority away from the ESFP, and then as a result, without that authority, they no longer have freedom of choice, and it scares them, right? So ESFPs, wanna avoid that? Maybe you should like actually choose, you know, make the right choice to read, because by choosing to read, you are choosing to guarantee that you will always have freedom of choice. Stop doing the expedient thing. How about you do the meaningful thing and actually read? Because the more you read, the more valuable your opinion is, the more people think you're actually intelligent, the more choices you have because they're trusting you. And then they can be loyal to you. And then they care for you. And then they're giving you additional information 
and things to think about. You may be providing them input, but they realize your input is actually valuable. Therefore, they'll want to actually be loyal to you and tell you what they think. I mean, this is what ISFJs do for you, so like, why won't you do this? Oh, but you wanna take the, uh, the expedient route and just be lazy and then not actually, you know, read. But then you're like, well, what if I read the wrong thing? There's no such thing as reading the wrong thing. Read everything. And then decide with your FI parent whether or not what you're reading is good or bad. And then throw out the bad and keep the good. It's not that important. But what if I forget? You don't have to worry about that because the book itself becomes a totem. And then you'll start to see with your expert sensing hero, uh, based on other people's behaviors, that the words that you read from the book are actually attached to their behaviors. And then you'll remember through other people's behaviors around you. You have to read. This is how it works. You have to study. How else are you gonna unlock your INTJ subconscious? It's literally a scientist. Why won't you do this? It's a strategist. You wanna have the best strategies? You, you know, you wanna unlock really capable systems that help give you the best way to do something? Maybe you should be reading. Well, what's in it for me? Well, what's in it for you is freedom of choice. Reading equals freedom of choice. You need to figure this out. Then as a result of that, you're able to develop courage, and then you're able to transition uh, into your INTJ subconscious, um, which allows you to develop systems to even you know further serve your own interest, right? To give you more freedom of choice. Why would you not want that? How are you going to be able to create the ultimate strategy, the ultimate uh, you know way of doing things, the ultimate method to solving problems that you have in your life? Uh, or to be able to guarantee that you always have freedom of choice. How are you gonna do that if you don't actually spend time researching, if you don't spend time reading? Like guys, this is very basic, okay? The INTJ subconscious, it needs this. Otherwise, otherwise the INTJ subconscious is just gonna be selfish and constantly wanting to make really bad decisions. Like, you know, instead of like uh, being responsible, you're just gonna sit around all day long and get high. You know, ooh, that's effective or you're going to just become a burden on other people, which is very common with FI parents, becoming a, a burden on others, which is really, really frustrating. When you should be taking responsibility and actually you know, reading and developing yourself and bettering yourself. But apparently we can't even do that. Apparently you just rather sit at home because society is enabling you, because your family is enabling you, and you're okay with everyone enabling you when they're secretly behind your back being super bitter about you and you're not even aware of it because no one's complaining to you about your behavior because no one wants to make you feel bad. Wow. Wow. Thank you, ESFPs. Thank you for remaining so ignorant about the consequences of your actions when you should actually be doing everyone else a favor and making the choice to actually read and better yourself so that, you know, as a result of that, you're no longer a burden on us and then we don't have to be talking mad mess about you behind your back because we do it all the time. And the little perception that you believe that you set up with everybody, no one actually believes that. And then we're just, you know, entertaining you when you think you're actually entertaining us and you're not actually, we're just aware of your, like, you know, BS perceptions that are not actually accurate. So anyway, you might want to watch out for that ESFPs because people are way more on to you than you realize. You think you get, you think you're as good as an ENFP at doing that? No, because an ENFP can remember every lie they've ever told. They can remember every little perception they put up. They can remember every value that they've ever put forward and they can keep them going for the rest of their life. You think you can? No, you can't. And as a result of that, ESFPs, out of all of the types, you look the most contradictory to yourself and you're 
constantly divided against yourself, constantly contradicting yourself, and for some reason you believe no one knows it, but the reality is everyone actually does know it, and that's why you are having your freedom of choice taken away from you, because you're too afraid to want to do the best thing for yourself. You're too afraid to follow a system that you haven't made for yourself. But I'm telling you the right system right now. You want success in your life? You need to be reading. Use your TE child. If you're not going to use your TE child, well, then you're irresponsible. Okay? Like, it's not about your mood. It's not about, like, I mean, if you want to be in a better mood one day, you want to be, you want to have better choices, you want to have freedom, you need to read and make your opinion valuable and help people so that your INTJ subconscious isn't worthless. And if you don't do this, you will have midlife crisis. I promise you, ESFPs, you will have midlife crisis, okay? Like, seriously, you have to develop that INTJ shadow or uh, subconscious. You will have midlife crisis. You know, there's, there's, it's funny, there's actually a, 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 a midlife crisis for each of the four sides of the mind. Quarter life crisis is about, uh, you know, the first gateway becoming responsible. Uh, midlife crisis is about the subconscious. The second gateway getting over its fear and leading on to aspiration. Uh, the three quarter life crisis is uh, a demand of, uh, of, for wisdom, etc. And then the final life crisis is whether or not you're going to let go of all of your hatred and get into love. That's literally the entire path each human being has to take, you know, and cognitive transitions are basically the first steps in the process. But hey, you know, if you're gonna be insecure and be afraid, your INTJ is just gonna be there to like, you know, steal other people's ideas instead of like developing your own. Instead of, you're gonna be stealing other people's systems. You're gonna be stealing other people's methodologies and passing it on as your own and taking credit for other people's work instead of actually learning and doing it yourself because I'm sorry, ESFBs, the truth is is that if your INTJ subconscious is actually developed, you'll become ingenious. The ingenuity that you will have will be, you know, second to none. You'll even be better at it than regular INTJs, but then again, INTJs, actual INTJs will be able to perform better than you because that's what happens when people develop their subconscious. The subconscious, a developed subconscious, a subconscious who has humility, a subconscious that is developed, ends up becoming the absolute best of what the 16 types can offer, and it's pretty obvious, and all you have to do is just get over your fear. You know, who cares if you're afraid of making the wrong choice? Make the wrong choice then. You know, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, that wasn't the wrong choice. It was actually the right choice. Some G, you wonder how that works, huh? How many times in your life has that actually happened on the ESFPs? Like, explain that. The third gateway, this is where ESFPs get super nostalgic. They're very worried about their past. They worry that they don't have a light, enough life experience. And that's why you have to read because you don't have life experience. And your, uh, your life experience is not exactly, you know, something that's, you know, entirely valuable or you know, something that works as a result, you know, you might want to fix that, right? So how do you do that? You're so worried about your life experience, you end up overcompensating with performance because like I don't have enough experience, so I have to look like I have experience. I got to fake it until I make it. I got to make sure that uh, I'm constantly performing for others so that, you know, at least I'm performing because I don't have much, as much experience. But then again, because of that worry of lacking life experience, you don't ever actually apply yourself because you're like, well, I don't consider myself an expert or I'm not good enough in this particular situation. 
people won't value what I'm doing. And I know people won't value it because I don't have enough experience. And it's like, okay, well, hold on. That's not actually true. As long as you're reading and developing your super valuable opinion, you shouldn't have this problem. And then eventually, you know, as you've suffered in life and you start understanding a little bit more about causality and you start actually keeping track, forcing yourself against your will, against your mood to keep track of your failures and keep track of the consequences of your actions and actually start learning your lessons for once instead of repeating the same BS behavior over and over and over maybe just maybe you might have enough self-discipline to actually you know read or be more responsible because that's what you need to develop you're so worried about having life experience but you're not willing to put forward the self-discipline to gain that life experience that you're worried about not having it's a catch-22 that you are putting that your mind your own mind is putting you into okay like how are you going to get anywhere in life if that's the case this is also one of the reasons why ESFPs really like reliving, you know, the good moments of their past and they can get pretty nostalgic, often like ESTPs, because it's like if I'm not having new experiences right now, I'm worried that I'm going to lose, I'm never going to experience those good times that I've had in the past again. I'm like, okay, I understand that, but remember, ESFPs, it's your responsibility to keep bringing up new shared experiences, Throw, become the spice of life. The more shared experiences you have, the more life experience you have. So do it with the people that are loyal to you or do it for the people that are not loyal to you because at least you're having shared experiences with other people and as a result, you're gaining uh, that and you don't have to be so worried about lacking in life experience anymore. It's like, just be like, hey, what are we doing right now? And that's all you need to focus on. What are you doing? And then by being focused on what you yourself are doing, you will be that much more successful, right? After you've done everything with other people. You know, I get that you can like delve into like everyone else's mind and like where everyone else's, um, you know, everyone else's experience and listen to their stories and whatnot, which are pretty awesome to you. But at the same time, it's like, you have to be willing to create stories with them, create uh, shared, uh, shared experiences. So you can stop being so worried about it, about not having enough experience to be able to get any tasks done. And then you sell yourself short. When the reality of the situation is, is that you'll figure it out. Or at a minimum, guess what? You can read the manual, okay? If you lack life experience, find the manual and read it. I'm sorry, guys, but ESFPs are the best at reading manuals. It's like manuals were created for e because ESFP types needed it. That's why manuals exist read the manual it's not that hard if you read if you read the manual you will have success because no one could read a manual like an ESFP if they lack experience if you lack experience if you're so worried if you're so worried about lack of experience then find the manual find the instructions and actually have the patience to read the instructions it's not that hard okay and I get life doesn't exactly have a playbook oh wait it does it's called books read books the instructions that you need for life right there's a reason for that read books so many people take in all that knowledge from other sources and then you become your own source right because then you're able to have a super valuable opinion and share the input with other people then you're able to get over your own worry right because then your ISFJ uh, your ISFJ shadow 
becomes loyal to the wrong things. It becomes loyal to debauchery. It becomes loyal to uh, self-aggrandizement. It becomes loyal to making yourself look good instead of actually being good, right? Making yourself look smart instead of actually being smart. And your ISFJ ends up becoming loyal to the wrong things. It also becomes loyal to the wrong people, the wrong crew, the wrong crowd. Or you start taking on the bad habits of other people who are potentially drug addicts, who are all about, you know, their own personal interests and not actually your interest. They don't care about your future. They don't care about your choice. They're just rebelling and it's like, well, I'm gonna rebel too so that I get my choice. But the reality of the situation is they're actually taking your choices away by exposing you to higher levels of risk. And you end up with your ISFJ shadow because you're so worried about having the life experience necessary to become responsible yourself that you're gonna become loyal to those people and take on their bad habits, really? How about you stop being worried about like the bad things in your life? How about you stop being worried about that? And then, you know, you be orderly and then realize that self-discipline can actually be a very valuable friend. Because here's the thing, if you lack self-discipline ESFPs, what's gonna happen is that you're gonna keep touching that hot stove over and over and over and keep burning your hand and trying to figure out what's going on here. Maybe you should allow yourself to realize that hey, there's gonna be consequences to my actions. Maybe I should find out what other people have done first before I do it to make sure I'm not going to get a bad consequence to my action. But no, you know, I just kind of, I always wanna be impulsive and, and make whatever choice I want and see what happens. No, maybe before you make a choice, go to others, find out if they've made the choice and figure out what happened to them before you make that decision. That way, you don't have to be so worried and then all of a sudden, you're benefiting from other people's experience. You're able to learn from other people's mistakes. That is what you're supposed to do. And then you just have to have the self-discipline to ask other people first. You have to have the self-discipline to learn from other people's mistakes. This is how it works, ESFPs. This is how it works. Otherwise, you're just gonna keep being in the same pattern of behavior over and over, and then you're gonna stay loyal to the wrong things you're gonna, your self-discipline is gonna be all about what your mood is, all about your freedom of choice, and then as a result of that, you're never going to learn from other people's mistakes, and you're going to have to learn the hard way every single time. And it's as if you're trial and, and erring in your life instead of asking other people first what they think about things and if they've ever made this decision before. Find out what other people have done and learn it from learn from their mistakes. Then eventually, as a result, you'll be able to create the ultimate system, the ultimate methodology for you to follow yourself, to protect yourself and make sure that you have a really good outcome instead of just being on this journey of constant failure over and over and over again because you lack the self-discipline to find out if anyone else has done what you are already doing. Wow. That's the lesson of the third gateway. Get over your worry, make it an ally, and force yourself to go to others before you make a decision. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. You know, you're not stupid. You're actually more intelligent by asking others what they think and if they've done it first. So you can learn from their mistakes. You learn better from other people's mistakes, not your own because you keep making your own mistakes over and over and over again. You keep following, following the same pattern of behavior over and over again. And it's because you lack the self-discipline to ask first. 
See, I get that you're all about, you know, making decisions and uh, being pragmatic and doing what works and just being like, okay, hey, I'm, uh, I'm just going to make this decision and I'm going to ask for forgiveness. But you know what? ESFPs, you benefit more than anyone else from asking permission first. And a form of asking permission is asking other people if they've ever already done what you're considering to do for a choice that you've done and then getting the benefit of the consequences of their actions in their life and you can compare that to your own and see whether or not you're going to have a bad effect or a bad consequence of the choice or the cause that you start. Hmm, maybe you should remember that. That's I, that's probably the biggest lesson I could ever give to ESFPs with their own personal development. You wanna have a good ISFJ? Be loyal to that. Be loyal be have the be loyal to self-discipline be loyal to asking be loyal to other people and finding out and learning from their mistakes be loyal to the concept of learning from others mistakes before you make one if you want to remove the failure in your life if you want to stop worrying about your own experience find out what other people are doing it's not that hard okay so then uh, let's let's move uh, let's move forward so then, uh, you know, we go to the final gateway, the fourth gateway, which is the demon function. And the demon function is all about taking away other people's choices, taking away other people's futures. And uh, this happens usually, usually comes out when the ESFP has lost their freedom of choice, their choice is being taken away from them. Usually an ESFP's freedom and choice is taken away from them because they were irresponsible with their choice, because they lack self-discipline and learning from other people's mistakes, because they're not aware of their, of their of the consequences of their actions. And then their demon comes out when the reality situation is, and they get ragey about it, when the reality situation is, it's actually ESFP's own damn fault. But they're unwilling to take responsibility for that because they don't want to look stupid in front of other people. Wow. And then they start losing reputation and no one actually wants to uh, have a relationship with them or even be loyal to them or even be around them anymore because they know that. And the ESFP continues to be in this endless cycle of ignorance. Yippee skippy. Wahoo. So, but expert intuition demon is like, okay, well, uh, what do I do at this point? You know, it's like, it's all about removing other people's choices. This is what causes the, the hero function, the SC hero, end up forcing other people. It's why it needs attention all the time because it maintains, hey, the more attention I get, the more freedom of choice I have. That's not necessarily true. Sometimes too much attention can actually take away your choice. And it's interesting how ESTPs can figure this out, but ESFPs can't because ES, ESFPs are like, mo reputation, mo status. I think status gives them more choices. Hey, if I have all the status, and I have the reputation, I have more freedom, and yeah, that could go for a little while, but then all of a sudden you, stay, you start finding yourself making yourself making promises to people with status to keep your status. You can't deliver on those promises. Then all of a sudden you find yourself being shaken down. You know, where's the money that you owe, right? Because remember, ESFP is a promise is a prison. Quoting Star Trek Picard episode four, by the way, when I say that. Anyway, expert intuition, you know, you will end up becoming a very hateful person, and sometimes it's your own fault. But sometimes people are really are actually taking away your freedom, and then your hatred will come out towards those people. Of 
course. But then sometimes you have to ask yourself, ESFPs, did I actually cause this? Did I cause them to take away my choice? Do I deserve my choice being taken away? I wonder. You need to ponder that, ESFPs. Really think about the experiences that other people have received from you. And was it a negative experience? And because of those negative experiences, as a result of your impulsiveness, as a result of your irresponsible behavior, that they actually decided to take away your freedom of choice because they didn't want to be forced or enslaved or given that negative experience or be made uncomfortable around you because they're seeing you for how selfish you really are with your own freedom of choice or you're actually sacrificing other people for your status and sacrificing other people for your freedom, sacrificing other people for your pursuit of treasure or potentially stealing other people's treasure and that's why they take away your freedom. What happens to thieves, guys? Thieves are thrown into jail and in some countries, their hands are cut off. Yeah, kind of hard to have freedom when your hand is cut off, right? You see what I'm saying? You can't do that, guys. You really, really can't do that. So, you know, the demon, yeah, it's there to ultimately, like, be that, you know, place the vent for your inferior function when your freedom of choice is being taken away and they can come out with hatred. But sometimes you have to recognize, well, was I the ESFP, the cause of that to begin with? Ask yourself that question. So, yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, the demon function, you know, exists and reduces other people's choices. It's always aware of what other people's choices are because you're aware so much about hypersensitive to your own freedom of choice. And you're just so aware of what, you know, other people's interests, you know, really like. What you are getting out of it, what they're getting out of it. And it's your demon function that just demands that you always get a win out of the situation. But your FI parent is okay with them taking a lose from time to time. And honestly, that's not good. You need to be focused on everyone getting a win-win. So there's always a positive effect regardless of any interaction. That way your freedom of choice is never taken. Because if you allow win-loses where you're the winner and they're the loser, they will take your freedom away. And then you'll have hatred come when it was actually your fault. Don't do that. So anyway, recognize the importance because... You know, your roguish behavior with your ENTP and super ego is not actually ideal. An orderly, orderly way about it is, is that just understand, you know, you know, eventually uh, you end up providing choices to other people. You end up giving freedom to others. And that's really the lesson about it. You actually, instead of hating people, you start to love people because you start to realize that you are the one that put them in that situation where they had to take away your freedom of choice. And instead of hating them, you actually start to love them and appreciate them for taking your choice away because it taught you valuable life lessons that made you into a better person, right? So anyway, those are the four sides of the mind and how they interact with each other according to cognitive transitions, chaotic and orderly transitions. Um, if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also listen to us on the podcast. Uh, and uh, I wonder, this might be an email lecture, I'm not sure yet, we'll, we'll find out. But uh, yeah, a little bit shorter than usual, trying to keep it short and straight and to the point. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Otherwise, uh, with that being said, I have a coaching session right now. I have to get off this thing and get up on, hop on a coaching session. And uh, coaching is available at csjoseph.live forward slash coaching if you guys want to get typed or want to have intimacy or uh, uh, personal coaching, uh, career coaching, whatever. I do all of that. Um, I coached like, like last year, um, 
some paperwork, so it's been it's been fun. So anyway, I uh, would like to uh, have you guys as my clients, so uh, check that out if you guys are interested. Otherwise, uh, I'll see you guys uh, next time. So uh, with that being said, I'll see you guys tonight.